and welcome back to another episode of Protein Ramblings. Just myself and Naomi here this time. Good evening. And we're back with another episode of Naomi Never Saw It because we can't get all Mark's not available to do Jason the Wheel Warriors this week. So we're coming back with that next week in the interim. Those who uh, listened to the show a couple of weeks ago know we watched Critters for the first time. So we thought it only sensible to go ahead and watch, well, for Naomi to see Gremlins for the first time and we'll do a kind of like a, a little bit of a comparison type review. I don't know how much of a fresh take there is to have on Gremlins <laughs> in general. I don't know what there is to say about it. I mean, yeah, I've, obviously I'm watching this like how many decades after the event? Yes. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to have any like hot new takes on it or anything. But no, I mean, but I think it's it's an interesting one to compare to Gremlins. Yeah, and I will say that of the the three we've watched, uh, to Critters rather, yeah, I should say, of the three films we've watched so far, this is the first one where I feel like I definitely would have enjoyed it more if I saw it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I guess I mean it's a kids' film, right? It's a family film. Yeah, I mean, it was a PG, whereas I think Critters is like a, at least a, a 15 or an yeah. 18. A note that I read about the film while we were watching is that this and indie, one of the indie films, Last Crusade, maybe, or no, um, Ark One, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. Those two films were the kind of one of the, the catalysts for the PG-13 certification coming out ah, okay. because they were too gory for PG classification and they weren't enough for an R rating. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's there is a little bit of violence in there but it's presented in kind of like a a slapstick way almost. You don't see anything truly gory the way no. you do with with critters, which in itself is not horrendously violent. No, no. Um but I think like the all the comparisons that happen between them just because they kind of came out at the same time, they've yeah. got like a a very high level similar theme. Well, if you actually look at the films themselves, Gremlins is a bit of a, a family slapstick darker comedy. Yeah, Gremlins is. I feel like it's almost an action adventure. <laughs> I feel like you could you could tell the bits in Gremlins that were like Steven Spielberg's bits and the bits that were Joe Dante's bits. Like there was a very clear delineation between when it felt like one guy was in charge versus the other. Oh yeah, definitely. I would agree, and I would also say that first half of that film. Gremlins now watching it back is a dull as fucking it's dishwater. Really slow. Like with critters, you're kind of like, boom, there are critters, right? Like, yeah. And they're, they're here to fuck your shit up. Whereas Gremlins, yeah, there's a lot of scene setting and a lot of this is Billy and Billy's really nice and Billy's life isn't great, but Billy's family loves him. And look at Billy. Isn't Billy great? And he's got a dog and there's a, yeah. a mean old woman that wants to kill his dog. Cruella like, DeVille level Disney. I would, I would actually argue that her talking about killing the dog and putting it is like the darkest part of the film. It's darker yeah. than anything else that the, the critters do. Completely. The gremlins, you mean? The gremlins. Yeah, yeah I'm going to gremlins I'm gonna fuck up the name like, throughout this episode. <laughs> don't worry. I think you said that like, the gremlins are agents of chaos. They're just kind of there to to cause trouble. And I'm yeah. sure like, you know, they definitely kill at least one person. Oh, no. I mean, they purposely, like, I mean, Stripe tries yeah. to kill, shoot Billy at the end. Which... <laughs> none of that is as egregious as that old lady just being like, I am here to kill your dog. That is my goal in life. That will make me happy. Without going like, uh, you know, kind of oh, like we did a bit more of a detailed run through of what happens in Critters in the last one, because I think it's a less seen film, mm. but just high level overview of the key points with Gremlins. So film opens up with his dad, the inventor, Oh, doing a, a full-on noir intro. Yeah, it's quite good, actually. I do like that little open set, and it opens on... So, obviously, we watch this in ultra-high-def remaster version. They should not remaster films from the 80s <laughs> because the sets look like... If they're filmed... So, if they're filmed on a set like this one was, 
they look yeah. real fake. A note on the set, which is interesting. So the exact same set, which was used for Back to the Future, was uh, used for Forest Hills, whatever the town yeah, is called in this. Old, yeah. So yeah, it's the exact same exact same set and if you actually once you know that and you go back and watch the film you can fucking see it you like you can be like oh yeah no that is back to the, the set yeah so i have seen i've definitely seen two back to the future films but i haven't seen them often enough to have recognized the town to me it was just mm. a very generic 80s small town america vibe no so yeah, I, like, seen- I, I reckon I, I recognize like um certain i mean obviously they tried to hide the my, major iconic pieces you know the clock tower yeah. town hall thing but like the petrol where the petrol station is and the cinema if you mm. go back and watch back to the future yeah it's completely the same mm. so yeah high level overview we start off with the dad in chinatown coming back from a business trip it seems like so the dad's like a traveling salesman selling his own shitty inventions and he's going through the dingiest part of Chinatown to find a present for his kid for... Yeah, as you do. For Christmas. And I will say, something about this opening made me think Billy was going to be a lot younger. Yeah, definitely. And also, something about this opening, just very casual stereotyping. Oh, of, you yes. know, Yeah, the, the Chinese man shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he goes in, he goes to this shop. that He's led that by some young Chinese lad. And he's taking him to the shop and said, it's this kid's grandfather's shop. And he's trying to sell him his invention, the bathroom buddy, and he finds the Mogwai. And the guy's like, the old grandpa's like, no, you can't have the Mogwai. It's just no, no for sale. But the kid basically waits for his granddad to disappear and just sells it to him anyway. I, why did you have the Mogwai on the shop floor if it wasn't for sale? Because you've got to keep, like, to be fair, you've got to keep an eye on the I'm Mogwai, right? behind the counter with me. And you've got to, like tempt the westerner idiot <laughs> into... It felt like a bit of a setup. Yeah, I mean... Well, you I'm, can't have this thing unless you're willing to pay me... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it. it's definitely a little bit. Yep. Uh, PSA, cats, again. Mm, as, Sorry. As always. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to shut her out, but she was looking too cute on the yeah, sofa. She knows how to manipulate us. Look at her. She's gooning all She's over the like floor. She's like collapsed in misery. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> I might have to upload some photos of, yeah. uh, onto the website so <laughs> listeners can know what our cats are all about. Anyway, so he gets the gremlin, he takes it home, he gives it to Billy. There's a side plot about this old wet winch, wench, rather, wench. old winch. This old wet winch. <laughs> <laughs> old wet winch. No, this old wench who hate, everyone in town hates, and she's basically like the Cruella de Vil, like, oh, I'm not going to let you stay in your house over Christmas, I'm going to evict you. And, yeah. Oh, can we just, so there, there are the three rules for caring for Mogwai. Yes. I think these rules are so simple. Yep. So no bright light, no sunlight, sunlight kills them. No getting them wet because they multiply and no feeding them after midnight because they turn into gremlins. And yeah. this is the, the constant argument with the with the rules mm. is that it's always, it's always fucking after, after midnight. midnight. Yeah. And time zones. How does that work? <laughs> right? Yeah. But I just like these are re- these are such basic it rules. It would make more sense to have that rule be don't feed them after dark. Yeah. That makes more sense, right? Yeah, the, like definitely. you could because that dark like after the sun goes down mm. is a consistent thing that happens yeah. everywhere. And it's not reliant on an arbitrary measurement mm. of time. The, uh, yeah, yeah, like human. How do, how do the gremlins know it's after me? I mean, I guess it's like a biological thing, right? Well, yeah, I don't want. Oh, I'm going to get myself all bogged down in gremlins. It's the it's the real logical loophole. Like like it's a logic hole in the gremlins thing. It yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't scan well. But yeah. So yeah. A. These are really basic rules, and yeah, you know, it's like don't get this thing wet. And the first thing Billy does is take Gizmo into a bathroom. 
Yeah, so he drops him in the bin and he takes him into a bathroom to patch him up. But that's not actually where that's he gets wet. It's Corey Feldman yeah, that does yeah, yeah. it. But also, <laughs> so I said to you when we were watching it, I cannot tell you how much anxiety it would give me if you brought home a strange animal and were like, I got you this thing. I don't know anything about it. I just know these three things. I can't tell you why you must stick to these rules, but you must enjoy your pet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, again, the it's it's some real bad parenting. Foundation on which 80s films are built. Yep. Back to the high-level overview. Billy gets given this Mogwai. He shows it to Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman spills water on it. It multiplies. We get a lot more Mogwais. He takes one of them to the school and gives it to the scientist who leaves food near it and he eats it. The Mogwai, led by Stripe, the evil Mogwai, as it were, they cut Billy's clock so he can't tell the time and he accidentally feeds, feeds them after midnight. So they mutate, turn into gremlins. Uh, his mum, who is like a badass, kills yeah, like most great. of them. She kills, she takes out like three. She takes out three of the original yeah. and, gremlins, yeah, easily. Stripe escapes uh, and Billy tracks him to the YMCA and he jumps in the pool at the YMCA and all shit breaks loose. And then you have the multiple just like th at this point it's supposed to be the oh the chaos but it's mm. largely played for laughs it's there's oh, a yeah. lots of slapstick yeah, comedy definitely. lots of like gremlins parodying things like noir and mm. the 80s fitness craze yeah, and all that kind of, yeah they've all got tiny little outfits somehow where do they get the clothes i don't know where they get the clothes why do they know all the words to the snow white song yeah like uh, some genetic stuff in there yeah totally and then the gremlins yeah, they're rounded up in the cinema by their own accord. Like, they just go to the cinema <laughs> to watch. Like, you know what we want to uh, see? Snow White. And Billy and Kate blow up the cinema to kill them all, but Stripe escapes, and there's a showdown in the department store. Mm -hmm. And he tries to shoot Billy, and Mog uh, Gizmo comes, and Gizmo's the main Mogwai. Oh, everyone knows everyone fucking knows Gremlins. I don't, I don't yeah. need to explain this. But yeah, Gizmo comes and pulls down the blind, uh, the blind, or pulls up the blinds and sunlight and kills Stripe. Mm -hmm. And that's the end. And then the Chinese guy shows up at the end. And he's like, "Fucking Westerners! You've been you. You can't be trusted with jack shit. Look at you. You're showing him TV. You I, are I like, so uncultured." He's he's not wrong. No, I mean he's not. He's not. <laughs> and yeah, so they take the. He's, basically, he's taken away at the end. And like I was saying, we are going to watch it do a, a double whammy episode, kind of like a a hit, not a head head, but we're going to do a double whammy review episode where we watch the second Critters and Gremlins two back to back. And I'm pretty sure that starts off with the old man dying. Right. Which is why the uh, Gizmo escapes and ends up finding Billy. I, it's real contrived. But yeah, so when you compare the film to Critters, mm -hmm. just a different style of film, like oh, you were yeah, saying, completely. completely. Yeah, completely different audiences. Yeah, so yeah. I, like, I, I don't... Like, Critters is clearly not intended for that young an audience, no. whereas... I mean, well, because, you know, I always saw Gremlins on at Christmas. It, it always struck me as like... A family film, not like the fa most familyest of family films, but definitely a family film. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that you could, you know, it's like, oh, it's for adults and kids as well. You yeah, I, like, I think Gizmo when it comes to kids, I, I'd probably say like, you know, maybe 12 and up as well. Yeah. Like, I know they don't have that certification in the US. They don't have 12 or 12A. Mm. It's just PG, PG-13, which I guess is our 12. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that is the cert, I would mm. say. It's like, it's got some moderate violence yeah. and gore but most of the gore is actually the gremlin so it's synthetic gore like i think yeah. the genuine goriest two goriest moments are when his mum microwaves one of them yes and when stripe dies at the end yeah well also the one in the blender actually yeah but, but I think, a lot look, of it's implied rather than yeah, the one in the blender you just see legs spinning yeah. around and, and like 
bike or spray. Yeah, and I can see that's the kind of thing, like, as a kid, I would have thought was, you know, it's funny violence, it's comedy yeah. violence, yeah. But it's also the kind of thing that parents would have been like, oh, no, kids are laughing it's at violence. No, yeah. no, 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 can't mm-hmm. have kids laughing at violence. Mm-hmm. God, no. So where Critters is all about the violence, like, you know, it's the Critters in the house terrorizing this family, attacking, like, the first, you know, you contrast the first gremlin scene with the first critter scene so the first gremlin scene is the like proper gremlin scene is the sign the school teacher yeah yeah the yeah. science teacher who notices it hatched during class and he tries to feed it sticks his arm on the desk and you just see him go ah! mm. and then the next thing you see the next time you see him billy discovers his body and all you see is like his head's under the desk and yeah, yeah there's not much whereas the first scene in critters is when the dad goes down to the basement to check the fuse box and the critter jumps out and you like problem mauls him, like he's biting, there's blood everywhere, shoots him with the spines and everything. So a lot more visceral in terms of the action. And And if you, sorry. I'm saying that the critters are like explicitly out to eat people, whereas the gremlins are just kind of fucking with people. Yeah, like like we were saying, the agents of chaos, they they don't have, I mean, they have an agenda, but their agenda isn't, it's wanton destruction without discrimination, whereas the critters are escaped convicts. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the run from the law and they are specifically looking for food to get and to get away and evade capture. So they, they've just a lot more direct malicious intent with the critters. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, the gremlins are kind of out to entertain themselves. And if people get yeah. hurt, that's by the by. Yeah. yeah, and they don't want their fun to end. So anyone that's trying to end their fun, they'll fuck them up, yeah. right? You know, they're basically the ultimate hedonist. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. Then in terms of the, like you say, the plot structure of the films, Gremlins is a fucking, a much slower burn than I remember. Yeah, Critters is really jumped straight in there. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a shorter film regardless, but it feels... It, you know, it really clips along at a good pace. Yeah. Whereas Gremlins, like I say, there's a lot of scene setting. Like, isn't this a nice, wholesome town? Yeah. Isn't this a nice, wholesome boy with his dog? And Even once he's got Gizmo, the Mogwai, mm. there's there's a fair bit of time before, like, you know, they get wet and then he's got them for like a day before mm. they turn into Gremlins. So, I mean, it's basically the halfway point of the film before you get your first Gremlins. We, I actually checked it. So the, the full run time is an hour and 45 minutes, mm. which is... With credits as well. So you skim off the credits, you look in what, maybe an hour and a half? Yeah, probably, yeah. And it's 45 minutes before you get Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a bit longer. It might be closer to 50 mm. minutes. And then it does really pick up. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of happens what, once, the gremlins, once the Gremlins come out, it is just like all, all bore, you know, there's, you've got the police driving through town and them seeing the the Santa mm. uh, covered in gremlins because obviously they don't believe Billy at first. <laughs> There's definitely some parallels to be drawn between the police in both Critters yeah. and Gremlins. But I think that's just a kind of, almost a cliche of this kind of film that yeah. you know, nobody believes the hero until it's too late. Uh, I don't, I, that's monster horror staple i think yeah there's some in like there's some interesting points when it comes to the film production obviously it was a steven spielberg production and but directed by joe dante joe dante and there were some creative differences now steven spielberg actually did have uh, overriding creative control of the project but he chose not to really exercise it as he left it as a, you know, it was Joe Dante's vision. Uh, But there were things that he didn't like. He didn't like the number of gremlins in there. He thought there were too many gremlins. But, like, the film was called Gremlins. Yeah. 
there was also so my <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the film is when Katie's telling the story of how her dad died which oh. is like climbing down <laughs> like they thought he'd run away at Christmas and it turns out he got stuck in the chimney climbing down a Santa and died and it's fucking it's just it's the darkest bit of humor in the entire film but it lands so well it's genuinely really funny by being really twisted and the movie studio Spielberg everybody wanted that fit that scene out and Dante was like no 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 that is the film yeah he want he and it's they they decided like Spielberg was like no okay it's it's his vision we'll leave it in mm. and I'm really glad they did because I think it's <laughs> it it's my favorite little yeah, part of the film that's one of those moments where you can almost see Joe Dante resting the camera off Spielberg. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, the first half of that film does just play like a fucking Spielberg yeah, film you know, by the, the numbers. The, the kind of ideal, idyllic Christmas town, all the snow, everybody knows each other. You know, it's very cosy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the other thing to note as well, like I mentioned with, with Gremlins, uh, no, with Critters, we mentioned the box office. Uh, it was like $2 million, uh budget and eventually grossed like $13 million worldwide. Now, the... Budget on this film was 11 million, so much larger scale, and it grossed 153 million worldwide. Yeah. So more successful, no way. No yeah. But I think be due to the target audiences and how it was being marketed, it was always going to be, you know, horror, especially back then, the, that kind of schlocky horror was never as successful as no, any kind of mainstream not. film. No, I feel like, from just a kind of anecdotal point of view, I was aware of Gremlins much earlier than I was aware of Critters. Yeah, I mean, I only became aware of Critters because of video shops, mm. like in the UK. So think blockbusters, but independently run. And for those of you that don't know what a video is, Google it. But yeah, so I used to go, there was a news agent where my grand lived and she used to take me every weekend to go and get a video. And I mean, nine times out of 10, I got the Transformers movie or the GoBots movie. I don't know why I got the GoBots movie. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> but I... I I remember seeing Critters in there because they had like a horror section that was behind a curtain. Mm. And I always used to go into the horror section behind the curtain and it was just like, oh my God, these films. And I distinctly remember the Critters box art. Like, so I remember the Critter design. Speaking of the design, so let, what do you think? Because obviously I've got my own, I, I've seen these films a lot. I know which one I prefer. Design wise, where do you sit? Critters or Gremlins? I don't know, actually. See, it. okay, so first... When I first saw Gizmo in the film, I was disappointed because he's always looked much, much cuter in merchandise and stills. And as we discussed, that's more the the Gremlins yeah. 2 model of Gizmo. Yeah. But I thought the Gremlin designs are really cool. Like, really cool. That kind of, like, bat crossed with a sphinx cat, crossed with a goblin. Like, yeah. yeah, I do like that. And there's a lot more character to them than the critters in that respect. Yeah. I, well, I think part of that is due to the quality of the animatronics. Yeah, like, obviously, a lot more money was spent on the... 40 grand, 40 grand per, about $40,000 per gremlin yeah. uh, for the puppetry and animatronics but and there stuff. Is, there and there is, was um, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's like a horde of them. But there is a, there's definitely a charm to the critters that the gremlins don't have. I would agree. I don't know, I don't know if it's part of it. It's just I saw critters first and now I feel like I'm team critters because that's what <laughs> I know. Go team critters. <laughs> but no, I, I would agree. Like there is, I think it's the almost the low budgetness of critters gives them their charm. You know, gremlins, the gremlins, even in the first one, and they become more so in the second, are very polished and very well-engineered models with a lot of dexterity and, you know, a lot of uh, the appendages are very mobile, whereas critters are just this round thing with a big mouth yeah. and some stubby little arms and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot more 
limitations inherited with puppeting them, but I think given those limitations, the character that they did manage to inject into them is really laudable. Yeah, definitely. And I think because of the limitations they had, they did some very clever things in the film to kind of, to keep you guessing and to keep you on the edge of your seat with what Mm -hmm. was happening. Whereas with the gremlins, they're very much like right in your face. Like here they are, this is what they look like, this is what they do. Um, I also like the the thing with critters, obviously because they're space aliens, they get their own language mm-hmm. and they get subtitled. And I like that. Like obviously with the gremlins, there's a lot. You they almost talk like you know the, at the end. You've got Stripe going. Stripe can say a few words. Yeah, like, and Gizmo talks Billy, yeah. as well. And like they all, they can all talk, and they can all sing "Hi Ho." Yeah, <laughs> which they just, like I say, it's obviously just programmed to their DNA because the minute those dwarves appear on screen, they just start singing. <laughs> yeah, completely. But. Where I was getting to was um, the way that the critters are subtitled and things, and you can kind of like have them having conversations and interacting a bit more. It gives them a little bit more depth of character. Yeah, like we Although, saw a lot of, of humor in that. As yeah, well, definitely. We I think about, that's yeah. some, where some of the best humor of the fit, mm. of critters comes from is from the interactions between the critters or them relating to the world around them. Whereas the gremlins kind of instinctively understand the world around them yeah. and don't like they no questions about it. That like you know stripes like oh water gun. I know what a gun is. Yeah, I'm going to use completely. it to kill Billy. I know how to wield a chainsaw. Yeah, and that's evident right from the start when they cut the cord to his clock. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they're they're just born with a level of, of understanding of the human world. Arguably, you could say, you could say that they, they maybe have like a higher inherent at- intelligence than man. Yeah, I mean, they outwitted a lot of people in the course of that film. I mean, no one in that, no one in that town is a se- exceptionally smart, though, really. <laughs> like, the two main characters, Billy and Kate, are wet. Billy, are the wettest yeah. of wet. Billy is bland. That actually is another good point to bring up to, is the human characters in all of in the case of Critters, humanoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, I think Critters actually has a better cast of characters. Yeah, I think with the exception of the the mum in the Gremlins, who unfortunately, like, she's kind of cut out of things yeah. pretty quickly, but she goes on, like, this little rampage. And, yeah, and, no, she's great. Yeah, takes out three of them and single-handed. I do kind of like the dad, even though he's not really in it much. Yeah. He's, he's, he's fun. Like, what the few times that you do cut to him, he's at, like, an inventor's convention. There's mm-hmm. a few little sight gags in that that yeah. are quite fun. Like, so you have the the robot from Forbidden Planet in the phone booth next to him making a phone call. The H.G. Wells' time machine shows up in the background mm-hmm. as well. So there's there's some cool yeah. little sight gags with him. But and his voice is amazing. It is really good. That's, like, his kind of noir yeah. speech at the beginning was great. It made me think I was in for a very different film than I got, actually. <laughs> but in terms of, like, human characters with agency... Critters shits all over Gremlins. Oh yeah, completely. And I think as well because Critters, you have the family who, like Billy, is it Billy? No, Billy's mm, Gremlins. Does it begin with B though? Is he Brad? Brad, yeah, yeah. Brad. Uh, so you have Brad, who's like your main kind of almost POV character, yeah. and then you've got Charlie, who's fun, drunk, down and out. Even the dad and the mom have got like, they get, obviously everyone has a lot more screen time. The sister's yeah. good. And then you've got Ugg, the bounty hunters, mm. who are fantastically fun. Yeah, like, really great. <laughs> since we watch Critters, I have listened to Power of the Night. <laughs> Do you listen to it? <laughs> quite a few times. It's a bit of a banger. <laughs> so it reminds me of though, um, Matt Berry's song from Dark Place, One Track Lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's because One Track Lover is a parody of that kind of 80s song, but that's just immediately what springs to my head every time I hear Power of the Night. Mm-hmm. I just picture Matt Berry. Yeah, so it's, yeah. But yes, the human characters are definitely 
more of a plot point. You know, the human characters in Gremlins are kind of secondary to everything else yeah, that's going on. Yeah, like I say, in, in Critters, everyone has a bit more agency. Yeah, you know, in, everybody, and like some of it is because it's a a tighter, smaller film. You yeah. know, like you have a focus on a really small environment and a small cast of characters. Well, I mean, arguably, you can say the same about Gremlins. Mm. Like in terms of the scope of what happened, where everything takes place. I know in Critters, most of it takes place on the, the farm. farm. Yeah. But, but yeah, is, do it does, it do, yeah. yeah, stuff does happen in the town. And let's not forget, it starts in outer space. That's true. But like, <laughs> we're, like the, the gremlins go on this kind of wholesale rampage across the yeah. whole town and people just kind of uh, react to that. They, yeah. don't, they don't take a lot of initiative. Well, I mean, in the, 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 only, the, the, only, the only real interactions you get with the people beyond Billy and Kate and I guess his mum are watching how they get fucked up by the critters. You yeah. see the you see the Santa get taken out, the Reverend and that guy at yeah. the post box. The evil old lady gets the, fired out her window. One of the best sight gags in the entire <laughs> like it's a great scene. So the evil Cruella Deville lady is got a stair lift. Also, I, I take we both take umbrance with the fact that the cat person is made out to be the evil yeah. evil yeah, person in this good. film. Whereas in Critters, Chewy cat saved hero you know oh, yes so critters wins on being more favorable to cats team critters but yeah the old woman gets uh, they they jerry rig her stair lift and it goes like a million miles an hour and shoots her out of the wind it's a great gag that's part of the sight gag but she appears to go up like several flights of stairs well the idea is that she's got it's really like big, a, a, a winding spot, yeah case. she's yeah, got yeah, a big yeah, yeah. like old <laughs> rich person's house yeah talking of animals though one of the facts that i was looking at for the gremlins another reason why I, I like gremlins a little less now is when they were trying to figure out how to do the gremlins they actually tried to use monkeys but they couldn't they decided not to because all the monkeys that they tried to test it with freaked out when they put the gremlin heads oh, on them so weird like can you it, imagine how different that film would have been <laughs> it would have been significantly worse i i i have to i'd have to go back and check the uh, the credits i wonder if they got the, the claim that no animals were harmed in the making of this film not <laughs> harmed the final cut anyway not harmed just traumatized yeah. god can you oh i can't as a as a as a person who is not overly keen of monkeys like yeah. i can't imagine anything worse than i i go as far as to say you loathe monkeys out. Like, uh, well, low bigger if monkeys. If they're small, they're okay. Mm. You, you, like great, you like great apes yeah. and small yeah, things. Yeah, it's, like... it's chimps, basically. It's yeah, chimps, chimps um, and baboons. Yeah, anything that size. What about orangutans? Where do you sell them? No, they're, they're big and gentle. They're they count and the great apes. Terry Pratchett so. loved them. Okay. Yeah, so they're good. Howler monkeys? No, I don't think so. No. The name is off-putting. Yeah. I don't want a monkey that howls. That sounds horrific. <laughs> <laughs> so you can probably hear Kazu. So Kazu, our main coon, has got a his favorite toy in the world which is like a little plastic spring and he's just going mental chasing it around and you can hear him on the hardwood floors this has been the best week of his life because i pulled it out of the cupboard for him on monday and he's just been going at it non-stop ever since he yeah <laughs> so yeah ultimately i think the the constant comparisons between gremlins and critters aren't really warranted they're two very different films that yeah. just happen to have small it's kind of the critters, high, the high but, concepts, yeah. the broad high concepts are similar. I guess it's maybe it's similar to the kind of the discourse between uh, the Alien and Predator franchises before they actually merge Merged, those. That, yeah. Like, you know, the high concept is very similar. Yeah. But actually, if you go into the fine details, then yeah. no, they're not at all. No. And final thoughts on Gremlins. What do you think? Did you enjoy it overall? Like, what's your take? Yeah, it was fine. Bits of it were better than others. Like, you know, the... The gremlins themselves were cool. 
and seeing them do their let's pretend to be people being sad in the bar all that kind of stuff but it was ju- it just was a bit too family friendly and saccharine for me like yeah. those those parts of it kind of tainted the monster bits yeah the fun parts <laughs> at the end and like there are some genuinely funny moments with the gremlins one yeah. of my one of my personal favorites is when they're in the bar and you've got that one who's just sat in the corner looking like a uh, a PI type with yes. the, yeah, and then you've got the other one that comes up with the hand puppet. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I think if, if, if the what this film needed was more gremlins. Yeah, definitely like earlier on. Yeah, and yeah. one of the things that I did think I do think with the gremlins as well, the comedy for a lot of them is very um, Larry Moe and Curly, mm-hmm. like Three Stooges elements of slapstick yeah, levels oh, of com- comedy. Yeah, yeah. So whereas the comedy with the critters is a bit more. It's a bit darker. It's a bit darker and it's a bit, in some ways, sillier. Yeah. But, I mean, they have profanity in Critters, yeah. so, you know, win. Swearing is always funny. Yeah. So, ultimately, that's our, that's, that's, that's the hot take of this podcast. If you're going to watch a creature feature, watch Critters, not Gremlins. Yeah, agreed. And we're going to, like I say, we're going to come back and do a head-to-head review with, like, of kind of review thoughts on Critters 2 and Gremlins 2. It's interesting when you look at Gremlins 2, because I was saying to you before, Gremlins 2, they didn't want to make. Mm. They had they made it because it, Gremlin, Gremlins was so fucking popular. They were like, no, we want a sequel. But Dante just didn't want to do it. So he purposely made it a send-up and parody of the original. Mm. Uh, except it ended up proving to be even popular because it, it's very zany and very wacky. Like, you've got Gremlin that's like half spider, which is kind of, I think, the final boss. You have a Gremlin that is literally half bat. Because I can't remember what the fuck it, where the fuck Billy works, but they're doing some <laughs> whack shit in this building. And there's one that gets super intelligent, who can talk eloquently. There's one that's trying to mack on dudes and like wearing a wig and like lipstick. And yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot more zany comedy mm. in the second one, and it, it, like in some ways, I prefer it because yeah. it is a bit of a parody, and it because of that it. It actually has a little bit more freedom to yeah. do stupid shit. And when it gets really stupid, it gets fun. Yeah, see, that to me sounds more like what I expect from a Joe Dante film. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of the Howling films, but yeah, you know, yeah. they just get kind of progressively weirder and weirder and sillier and sillier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Okay, so Gremlins 2, I'm I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I think, I think you'll enjoy Gremlins 2 more. And there is more Gremlins in Gremlins 2. The setup, I don't... I could be wrong because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I'm pretty sure the setup is not as drawn out as Gremlins 1. Hmm. And I think that's partially because obviously a lot of the setup's already been done. Yeah, you know what a you know, you know what a great, You know a Mogwai, you know yeah. the rules. So it's kind of, you've got a bit of setup with the with the guy, the old man dying and Gizmo getting to Billy. But once Gizmo and Billy kind of huck up, it's not long before Gizmo gets wet and all shit starts breaking loose. Because at this time it happens, they're in New York and it happens in Billy and Kate's place of work, which is the yuppie tower 101 basically (laughs) it's just every 80 yuppie 80s yuppie stereotype thing (laughs) thrown into one and i think the building's like super supposed to be like super high tech like you know that episode of the x-files with the killer building oh yeah (laughs) kind of like that i think (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) so yeah that's our hot take on critters versus gremlins the first one critters is more fun yeah it it definitely it you know it's a shorter film it's silly it's darker. It's an actual horror flick, but it's got and it's got best soundtrack. Um, yeah, I I've always been a crit in Cramp Critters, and I'm glad I brought you along with me. 
Happy to be here. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with Mark and more Jason the Wheel Warriors. And oh, howdy, we've got some fun, fun episodes coming up. So until next time. <laughs> from from all of us. How's <laughs> it going? Like, <laughs> mental. <laughs> so yeah, uh, until, ne- until next week, stay safe out there and we'll love you and leave you. Bye. Bye.